All right, it has been a little bit since I've recorded a episode, and that's for a couple different reasons. And um, at this point in time, I don't feel the most comfortable sharing most of the reasons, but um, one of the reasons that is kind of exciting is I was trying to figure out what I was doing for school because it was just like back and forth, like, am I going to go to college? Where am I going to go to college? Am I going to work? Am I going to do something else? And um, I'm going to be honest, it made me so happy. There's a long backstory to this, but it made me so happy when my mom suggested this idea to me because, like, I love, I am passionate about this and, like, a bunch of different experiences just helped me to be, like, well-rounded in what I'm, I have decided to do. And the fact that my mom brought it to my attention made me so happy. Like, it just was like, thank you. Like, I felt so satisfied and I, I'm excited for where it's going to take me. So basically, I've decided I'm going to train and become a personal trainer. And um, I'm very excited about that because I believe that we should take care of our bodies And one of the ways that um, you can do that is through working out, uh, taking care of your nutrition, and just just taking care of the body God gave you. Because it's important to take care of our vessels, and um, I think it's going to be great. Because I feel like I definitely wanted to do something that had to do with helping people, and being able to talk to people one-on-one, and just like help experience different parts of their life, if that makes sense. So I think it will be a great opportunity like for ministry and for pouring into people, even if it's not outright saying anything about my faith, um, even if it's just caring for that person and checking up on them and helping them become the best version of themselves. I think it's going to be a great opportunity. So that's where I'm at. It's kind of kept me busy, but um, today I just felt it weighing on my heart that this um, recording podcast, like as silly as it seems, and I hope you know there are ways that I could go about trying to make money with this, but that has never been a worry of mine because I am simply recording this for other people's benefit because I want to spread um, what God places on my heart. And also because I feel like when I um, sit down and take the time to plan out a episode and like really sit down and listen to what God is placing on my heart, spend time with him. It also helps me grow closer to him. And then in turn helps me show other people things that he's been revealing to me through his spirit. And I think that's so powerful that no monetary value can be placed on it. So like, it really doesn't bother me that I'm literally not getting anything out of this. Like, if this touches one person, if this brings one person to God, if this helps one person to um, restart their faith journey, like that's literally all I want. Even if it doesn't change anyone, I know it's changing me. Like literally just sitting here and like looking, like I don't know how to explain it. I've always been so passionate about God. Like, and like when I do this, it just grows my passion. And so I, that's all like, that I do this for. I don't do it for any other satisfaction. I'm not trying to get anything out of it. But anyway, that was a long little introduction. I will say I am pretty tired this morning, but I, so I was like, I've been trying to cut out caffeine because I think it's not the best 
for my anxiety and it's just not the best. I don't want to like overwhelm my heart. I mean, I'm not like crazy with it, but ever since I started drinking a couple years ago, it's just gotten like more and more frequent. And I told myself, so I didn't have any yesterday, but then like I felt so gross the whole day and I don't know why. And that's probably because my body's trying to adjust. But this morning I did not sleep good. I went to bed really late and that was my own problem. But I was like, well, let's just take a look at the deals. So I went on the Dunkin' app and they had this deal to get like a $2 ice drink. And I was like, oh shoot, like I can literally get like a latte because something about me is I way prefer espresso drinks, like the flavor of them over regular coffee, but they're always expensive. But they were the same price today and it was any size. So I got a large, but do not worry. I did not drink the large. I split it in half and I'm going to have the other half tomorrow. And I thought that was a good deal because it was only $2. So like that's super cheap. And I don't know, it made me happy and it's making, giving me the energy to do what I need to do today because there are a couple things I need to get done today and none of them are bad and none of them, like, it's just sometimes I do get a little overwhelmed even when it's like a bunch of exciting things just because my body like gets into overdrive. But anyways, that's kind of been my morning. I also went and got my blood drawn and, um, I've never gotten my blood drawn by myself. So that was an interesting experience. And they took a lot of blood and it kind of made me like a little bit like uneasy. It was weird, but, um, we're good now. I drink some water. I drink some coffee. We are getting down to it. All right. So the topic that I wanted, this is a topic that like, it, I think is very, very important for the Christian to understand. And that would be the topic of sanctification. And um, I think that the church, at least from what I've experienced, doesn't do the best job of explaining it, doesn't do the best job of like telling about it. It's almost like sometimes when people hear the word, they think it's like very like, hmm, like what's the word? very like detailed or like something like only like people who like study the Bible and study theology and study in seminary need to know. But I believe it's actually something that every Christian should know. And that's why I decided to make this episode about it because I like whenever I heard about it, it like intrigued me and I kept wanting to know more. And I'm not going to be the perfect explainer on it, but I'm going to do my best from what I've read, from what God has revealed to me, from different authors, the Bible, on explaining what it is and some different things about it. But also, I encourage to do your own research, to pray your, your own prayer to God about it, that he would reveal what it would mean for you and what it would look like in your life. Because I think sanctification looks a little bit different for everyone, but everyone ultimately through this process is striving for the same end goal, which is looking exactly like Christ. And um, something I'm going to talk about is since that's the goal, since the goal is literally perfection, which is Jesus Christ when he came down on earth, there is not a time in your life you're going to reach that goal. Therefore, this process is ongoing and lifelong. And that may seem scary. You're going to be like, well, why? Well, like, if it's just going to keep going, like, why am I going to keep working towards a goal that I cannot even reach in this life? Well, I'm going to talk about that. 
but I think it is very important. I think that sanctification is very, very important to the faith. Yes, faith alone saves you. Believing God is your savior, savior saves you. It will, I, I do believe that, but I know that Paul talks about faith without works is dead. In other words, faith that doesn't produce fruit, faith that isn't taking you anywhere, faith that isn't changing your life is dead. And I don't like, I don't really want to get on, like, try to make a decision of whether it could like interrupt your ability to go to heaven. But basically what I'm trying to get at is faith, like, yes, it's a one-time thing. You give your life to Christ and there you go. But I don't really know if someone whose life stays the same from the time before they met Christ till the day they die after they met Christ. I don't know if it's fair to say that that person truly believes. Because I believe if you truly believe, if you truly love God, your life is going to show that. And that's what sanctification is all about. Okay, so basically in the dictionary, I wanted to see in the dictionary what they literally defined it as. So they give a few different things. So to sanctify means to purify or free from sin. It means to make productive or conducive to spiritual blessing. It means to make holy, to consecrate. That's the dictionary definition. And I think the favorite, my favorite part of that is probably to, that it pure, it's going to purify you and free you from sin. That's kind of the goal. Like, well, not the goal, but that's one of the results of what happens. The more sanctified you become, the less prone to sin. Like you, you keep cleansing and cleansing yourself more and more. All right. And then in my own wording, what I would describe it as is to be set apart. So I believe that through sanctification, we are being set apart from others in this world and we are um, growing our, well, like we're becoming more like Christ, which means we're becoming less like the average human because humans by like by the original sin became rebels against God. So um, human nature is to turn against him. So I believe that we are being set apart from other humans. And then I also put sanctification is the process of letting God exchange what we believe our self is for who we actually are in him. Because the truth is, as a Christian, we believe that our truest self is found in God and not what we feel, not how, not how we think we should be. We may believe something about us, but until we turn our eyes to God and focus on him, we're not going to find out who we really are. All right. So basically sanctification is the Holy Spirit's work of growing us in holiness to be like Jesus, who is perfect. It's the process of getting rid of your old self and putting on the new self. And like, see, this process is not instantaneous. Like, it's not like the second you turn your life to Christ, everything just changes and you're a new creation. Well, the truth is you are a new creation because you've been born again and you are living and you're going to go to heaven once you believe. But the person you are doesn't just automatically change with a flip of a switch, right? It takes time and it takes it takes turning to God and dying to self every single day. It's a process that 
Um, just you have to continue on because we're trying to become that new self and we're trying to put on that new self and we're trying to get rid of fleshly desires. And it's not something that just happens automatically overnight. It happens through a process and the process is sanctification. I don't know if I'm explain, explaining that in clear enough terms, but I'm trying to give like different perspectives on it. All right. So a question that might be asked is why does God seek to sanctify his children? Like, doesn't God like love me for who I am, how I am? Why is he trying to change me? Well, for first of all, I love, love, love C.S. Lewis. Like, definitely one of my top um, authors, may, if not my top. I really love the book Mere Christianity. I also like the book Problem of The Problem of Pain. I just love his work. It's amazing. And so he points out that because God loves us is the reason he seeks to, to turn us into perfect beings. So there's this quote, and I, this has to be like one of my all-time favorites. So it talks about love. And see, there's a difference between like support and love. Like, I don't know what other word to use, but basically love this is what um, C.S. Lewis says. He says, love may forgive all infirmities, so it may forgive our sin, and it will love still in spite of them. So he'll love us even when we mess up, even when we're sinful, but true love cannot cease to will their removal. So because God does love us, because his love is real and the realist, he is the perfect example of love, love ceases the best for that person. Which means that if there's something sinful, if there's something that separates that person from God, God will not sit there and think it's okay. He will love you even despite of those things, but through his love, he seeks to, to cleanse those things and change you into a person that he can, that he purifies and be, makes like himself, if that makes sense. Like, love is not going to sit there and watch someone do the, the same repeated thing over and over and not try to change it. Like, yes, you're going to, he's going to love us even when we don't change, but because he loves us is the reason he tries to change us. If, yeah, that's what C.S. Lewis is saying. All right. And then another reason that God sanctifies us is because we are called to be the image of Christ, like I talked about. Um, so basically, uh, one of our jobs as Christians is to spread the gospel, right? To go and make fish, to be fishers of men, to bring more people to Christ. And we might be the only Bible someone reads. I forget where I heard that quote, but I've used it a lot and I like it because we may be the only Bible someone reads. And we represent what we believe. So if, we, if we're if we with someone, let's say you're at work and there's someone who's not a believer. If you tell them you're Christian and you proceed to have an unclean mouth, you proceed to treat others like you treat others worse than yourself, you think you're better than everyone else, you cheat or you steal or things like that. They are then going to associate Christianity with that type of action. 
So that's why I believe so strongly in changing yourself, in letting God change you. Because, um, for example, like that's why so many people like have fallen away from the church because they associate something that happened at the church with the church. And even though that's not right, we need to be aware of that. So in the same way, if we are acting a certain way, people may associate, oh, well, Autumn is a Christian, but Autumn does this. I don't want to be a Christian because I don't want to be like that. They may think that way and it may seem stupid because obviously we're human and we mess up and we, we are not God and we can't represent that perfectly, but we have to do our best to do that because that may be what brings someone to Christ is us being the person they can rely on, the person that acts morally right even when no one's looking, you know, the person that is, I don't know, different things like that. Like they may be like, cause like you've probably heard people say, but like, it's very true. Like you, people may look at you and wonder like what you have. And then once you explain to them, it's God, they're going to be like, I want to have that. That's the goal is to be the light. So that's one of the reasons God seeks to change us and purify us because he's trying to bring people to him and we may be the outlet that does that. All right. Um, so the next question you may, may be asking yourself, I mean, this is not like the perfect like step by step, but I have a few things to note. So you may be asking, how do I start? Like, how do I even go about this? Well, one thing about it is you need to have the right motive. Because basically if you, so if you do it from your love of Christ, which is how you should do it, you should do it simply because you want to um, satisfy God and because you literally feel like basically sanctification should come from, I love God so much. I want him to, I want him to change me. Like you're just going to feel that desire to want to change. That's, that's the right motive. So if you do it from that, God will provide the Holy Spirit to carry out his work in you. But if you do it for the wrong reasons, the internal virtue isn't built and it will most likely be temporary purity rather than true sanctification. Because that's something I very much stick to. The motive will determine the outcome. If you have the right motive, if you're doing it out of your love for Christ, out of your passion for him, out of the feeling that like the Holy Spirit puts in you, then it is going to keep going and keep going and you're going to keep growing closer to him. It's all going to be a great journey. But if you're doing it because you think it's the right thing to do or because you're trying to look good for someone or I don't know, different examples like that, it's not going to stick. Unless you're doing it out of your own personal conviction, I don't believe that it's going to end up in the right way. I mean, you might have to start out of a position of, I know this is the right thing to do, and then eventually the right motives will come into play. But if you continually continually are doing it out of a, out of a bad heart space, I don't believe it's going to stay. And it's not it's just not going to change you in the way that it will if you're doing it out of your surrender and love for your father. All right. Um, so C.S. Lewis does a good job of explaining this. He says, your real new self will not come as long as you are looking for it. It will come when you are looking for him. Like your eyes need to be on Jesus. And you're going to be like, but I need to look at my path. 
Yeah, but when you look at Jesus, he's leading you on that path. Like he is guiding you. Like it's like when you're blindfolded and someone is taking you. It's like you have to believe and trust that he is going to keep you safe, that he's going to take you on the right way. I know you want to take that blindfold off and look and choose your own path. But I'm telling you, you might not even know, like you don't have enough knowledge. Like we as humans do not have the right knowledge to know the actual right path. God only knows the right path because something that may look like the right path might lead us away from God. It might bring us into temptations and trials that he never intended. And while the path that he chooses for us may also bring us into those hard things, it is in all in the to bring glory to him and to turn you into the person he wants you to be. All right. So, um, this also kind of goes along with having the right motives, but a question that you can ask yourself along your faith journey is when you're doing something, when you're carrying out an action, when you're treating someone a certain way, when you are choosing this over that, when you're making decisions, when different things, you need to ask yourself, am I doing this to please God? Am I doing this to grow closer to God? And is this something, is this the thing that God would choose for me? Or am I doing it because I happen to like it? Because it's that's an important question and will help reshape your brain to be able to make the right choices and to lead down that path of being sanctified by God. All right. A couple truths about sanctification. The first being that sanctification will be painful. And that may be scary, but the thing is, life is going to be painful. Life is going to be painful whether you decide that you're going to follow after God or you're going to choose your own path. And I much rather would count, would rather take the pain of becoming more like Christ and leading after him and putting in my best efforts to just be the best, I don't want to say the best Christian, but be like, like live out my faith to the best of my abilities. I'd rather take the pain from that than take the pain of going after things that are going to leave me empty. Because I know for a fact that God is not going to leave me empty. God is always, always going to fulfill me and satisfy me and make me feel whole. Even if at times that means stuff is going to be painful. But I think the important thing in this is a lot of times when things are painful, it's God showing us that he is the only thing that will satisfy us. Because what happens is sometimes God will take things out of your life that you were idolizing because he needs you to come back to him and realize he needs to be the top priority. And so I would, I personally, and hopefully everyone that's listening would agree, they would rather take the pain of grow of growth and through um, faith and sanctification than the pain of always being left empty, chasing after things that are never going to fulfill us. And um, it it does require dying daily to our bodily desires, and it requires self-surrender, which is by definition painful. But we need to realize that when we say self-surrender, it's that's really not the best word to use because... We are surrendering our human self to become the higher self that we truly are. So 
it is self-surrender, but in the same time, it's us becoming our true selves, which is very hard to do in the beginning, but it becomes easier. This is the second truth. It becomes easier and more natural as you keep doing it. So as the journey and the process of sanctification is happening in your life, you're becoming more and more pure. You're getting rid of more and more sin. It just, it just is like a domino effect, right? Like one, like you start by reading your Bible every day. And then next thing you know, like you're disgusted by the music you're listening to. Next thing you know, you're cleaning up your tongue. Next thing you know, you're talking about God. Like it just becomes a domino effect. And, but in the same way, when we let one sin into our life, that can also become a domino effect. That's just a side note. But um, the more sanctified we let God transform us the more like it's just going to become a natural thing it's just going to become what we want the more we do it um aristotle actually said something about a quote like this the more virtuous a man becomes the more he enjoys virtuous actions so the more the closer you grow to god the more you're gonna desire what god wants for you like i've noticed that in my own life like the way i talk and act, the things I listen to, the the way I treat people is all a result of my closeness with God. And, you know, like, obviously that's kind of on me because God is always there. God is always going to be in the same spot waiting for us to come to him. So obviously that's my own choice every single day. But I think that's something we need to realize is that the closer, like when we grow, because people will sit here and say like, it's hard to do this or like, I don't want to do this, like in order to grow closer to God. Like, I don't want to read my Bible every day or I don't want to pray. I don't want to cut this sin out of my life. But once you, once you get close to him, no matter what avenue you choose to do that through, those things are going to come naturally. Like you are going to desire them you are going to desire to want to change. And so that's just one of the things about it. All right. And then the other truth that I kind of talked about in the beginning, it will not, sanctification will not end as the end goal is perfection. Sanctification is a lifelong journey. And that's because perfection is impossible in this lifetime. And I put so I have my book right here, Mere Christianity, best book on this earth. So I highly suggest buying it and reading it, Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. It explains faith and so many other things in such great detail and analogy. I will say it is a little bit tough to read because it has a lot of theology in it. It has a lot of analogies and a lot of um, hard words, but it is definitely worth the read. It definitely increases your knowledge. And I know that every time I read it, I feel so confident in my choice to be a Christian. So I highly suggest. All right. So on page 202, there is a little paragraph that I outlined. I put, that is why God warned people to count the cost before becoming Christians. Make no mistake, God says. If you let me, I will make you perfect. The moment you put yourself in my hands, that is what you were in for. Nothing less or other than that. You have free will, and if you choose, you can push me away. 
But if you do not push me away, understand that I'm going to see this job through, which is making us perfect. Whatever suffering it may cost you in your earthly life, whatever inconceivable purification it may cost you after death, whatever it costs me, I will never rest nor let you rest until you are literally perfect, until my father can say without reservation that he is well pleased with you, as he said he was well pleased with me. This I can do and will do, but I will not do anything less. So literally, God, because he loves us so much, he is not going to let us sit there and purify some parts of our life and keep other sins in our life. He is not a half, like, he's not a half God. Like, I don't know. <laughs> he's not a half um, motive. Like, what am I trying to say here? Like, I'm saying that he is not going to half do his job. Like, he's not, he would not be the guy in school who's doing his, like, who's maybe doing some of his homework, but then other times is taking other people's homework. He is not that type of God. He is the God that he is going to see it through to the perfection, to the end, till every single little part of us is like him. And that's not going to happen in this life, but we can sure as heck try to become as close to that as possible. That is our goal. That is his goal. His goal is to make us become as close to perfection as possible in this life. And obviously that's going to take a lot of, it's not going to be a straight path and it's, it's not going to be easy, but that is what God, that is the purpose. Like, I believe that's not, that's not the purpose of the Christian life, but that is one of the main things of a Christian that I believe needs to be talked about more is I believe Christians need to be on this journey of sanctification. I don't think that Christians should be stagnant. I do not believe that they should sit in where they are. I don't believe they should accept the sins they have and say, oh, well, God gives me grace and God forgives me and God loves me. Because yes, he does. And you need to say those things to yourself when you mess up and slip back into sin. But when you know you have a sin, you cannot sit there with it and not try to change it. I, I, can, I can never understand that. If you're truly passionate about God, if you're truly pursuing him, sanctification should come naturally. And I believe it is the evidence and fruit of a true, live, growing Christian's faith. Anyway, that got a little deep. All right. So some Bible verses that I noted for some clarification. So I liked Philippians, Paul talking in Philippians. So Philippians 3.12 says, not that I have already reached the goal or am already perfect. So Paul is saying, I am not, I am on the journey of sanctification. And he says, but I make every effort to take hold of it because I have also been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. So when God, when God chooses us to be his son or daughter, we in turn make every effort to become sanctified and become more like him. We keep striving, even though we're never going to reach that goal in this lifetime out of our love and and reverence for who God is. All right. And then also verse 21 says, he will transform the body of our humble condition into the likeness of his glorious body by the power that enables him to subject everything to himself. Again, that's just who God is. God created everything to glorify him. And so that's why he perfects us and turns our 
turns us into likeness of him because he is perfection and he wants everything to be subjected to himself. All right. And then um, Philippians 1, 6 as well says, he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. He is not going to stop halfway when you're not free from when you're free from one sin but not free from another sin that's not how god works god works to perfect you as far as he can until the day you take your last breath and then um back to that page in mere christianity um right after the paragraph i read it says and yet this is the other and equally important side of it this helper who will in the long run be satisfied with nothing less than absolute perfection will also be delighted with the first feeble stumbling effort you make tomorrow to do the simplest duty. Like every time you make the effort to become better, to to get rid of that sin, to be Christ-like to someone around you, it pleases God. God does not accept perfection. God accepts us when we mess up and we fail. But in the same way, he wants us to get up, repent, be forgiven and keep striving to get rid of those things that are not like him. And that's all, that is what sanctification is all about. And I think it is a very important concept for us to wrap our head around and to research and to understand so that we can be the best version. Like, I don't want to say the best Christian because no Christian is better than another. I do not believe that to be true but that we can become the best Christian we ourselves can possibly be and the most Christ-like we can possibly be because that should be what our goal in this life is. Our main goal over anything else should be to please God, to, to strive after him, to run after him, to be close with him. Like our goal should be for heaven. Our goal should be, we should have our heads set on eternal goals over anything else. But yeah, that is all about what sanctification is. And I hope you guys enjoyed learning about it. I think it's important that you keep praying about it, figuring out what it is, figuring out how you can get started on that journey yourself. I mean, I gave a few different things, but I'm just a vessel of what God has placed on my heart. And I hope you guys enjoyed listening, and I can't wait for the next episode.